world. It's your past first point guard and Trailblazers reporter Mike Richmond. Listen to another episode of Locked on Blazers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts and also on YouTube. Thanks for making the show your first listen. Coming at you each and every weekday, Monday through Friday. So start your days with it. Make it your first listen and tell your friends to do the same. It's Lockdown Blazers, your team every day. In today's episode, we're going to talk about the Blazers' loss in San Francisco to the Golden State Warriors. Drubbed by the dubs was uh, maybe... Maybe something that was going to go in the rundown, but I got rid of the alliteration. They—they—they they, A game they were in it until they very, very much weren't. Uh, we'll recap that one. We'll talk about Malcolm Brogdon's play and Scoot Henderson's minutes and kind of the balance between what the Blazers are doing, developing, trying to win, what are they chasing, What sort of where they find themselves in this long middle third of the season. Uh, and then close the show. Um offering you a gift you can give yourself. Uh, This is Christmas. This is the Christmas episode. It's coming out. This is the December 25th show for you. Uh, Full disclosure, it's like after 11.30 p.m. on Saturday evening, December 23rd. So uh, maybe a little loopy late record for you, but It'll be in your feeds Christmas Eve. It's it's it'll be um it'll it's the it's going to stand in as the Christmas episode for you. And this holiday season or this holiday weekend, this Christmas weekend, I want to offer you a gift you can give yourself because, you know, you know the best you know the best gifts are the ones that you you picked out for yourself. Who knows you better than you? That's what we'll do to close the show. But first, let's do what we do. Fastest recap in the West. Blazers lose one twenty six one oh six. Uh, hey. Didn't start terrible. Weren't terrible to start the game after, you know, a 10 turnover first quarter against Phoenix in a game they came back and won. And then three turnovers in the first 90 seconds against Wizard, in the, against the Wizards in a game they trailed wire to wire. They've been the Blazers have been the worst first quarter team all year long. They, you know, they're the worst net rating of any team in the league in the first quarter. And and I, I mentioned the last show, wouldn't surprise me if the Blazers came out with their hair on fire in the first quarter. And they did. They executed pretty darn well. Even the first play of the game, the Warriors took them out of the initial action they wanted to run. They got into a secondary action and got us got a bucket out of it who are these guys executing through executing through some some challenges to score and they lead 30 to 23 after one and oh anthony simons found found deandre ayton for a dunk they were getting out and running the warriors were turning the ball over the blazers might just do it no they didn't do it the second quarter was brutal blazers outscored 38 14 and go into the half down 46 57 and then they were just doing the dance you're familiar with. Uh, they, they, if you've watched this team all year, it's kind of what they do. They're down eight. They're down 13. They're down seven. They're down 13. They're down eight. They're down 12. They just, they're never quite in it, but never quite out of it. And they just did that for the next, for, for the remainder of the third quarter. They go into the fourth down 77, 89, a 12 point game. And the Blazers broadcast puts up this, um, the Taco Bell point of the game, this giant graphic. It's a giant graphic on the screen. It's taking up like a third of the screen. And it's about the number of dunks that DeAndre Ayton had three seasons ago in the 2020, 2021 season. It's about how many lob dunks he had that long ago. And and that cursed graphic, I have no idea what happened because I couldn't see the screen because of this giant graphic. The Blazers gave up a little a little 9-2 burst and from down from down 12 to down 17, that was basically it. Called timeout. They come in, they come out of the timeout. Uh, Jeremy Grant misses a jumper. The uh, the dub score on the other end, they go up 19, and that's your ball game. Uh, but like that that accursed Taco Bell promo that included um 
that robbed us of seeing like a cool outlet pass by the by the Warriors because it was just it was, we really needed to see a large form graphic about how many dunks DeAndre Ayton had three years ago. That's important to get on the program. Uh, Mid play in the fourth quarter of a game, uh, and that made it a uh, seventeen that made a seventeen point deficit, and that was that was a ball game. It's like they're not coming back from that. You know that monster the monster second quarter was really what did it. But then, you know, it's like down twelve on the road opening minutes of, of, of the quarter and, you know, nine, two in the first 90 seconds, you're down 17 and then they don't overcome it. Blazers lose 126, 106. Uh, Blazers actually kind of didn't even really, um, make a real push, but with four minutes and 38 seconds left, Clay Thompson hits a three to make it and push it back to 19. It had been cut to 16 briefly. And, uh, Chauncey Billups empties his bench, finishing the game with Skylar Mays, Scoot Henderson, Ryan Rupert, Chris Murray, and Jabari Walker. Um, I was hoping, I was hoping to see some shades of repair, uh, brilliance, but, uh, I'm not sure we saw that. And then we got a little ish Wayne, right? About a minute later to close out the game. That's your fastest recap in the West Blazers lose 126, 106 to the box score. We go 25 for Anthony Simons, seven of 13 from three, oh, four from two. A weird game for Anthony. I, I will say I thought he shot it well, but his offense seemed a little hollow. I, I, I think uh, the Warriors did a really good job of sending two to the ball. They just said, okay, when he's when he's on the ball, we're going to trap him and it's just going to be anybody else. And we're going to make DeAndre Ayton be a decision maker in the middle of the court. And then we're going to, you know, we'll help there and you can swing it. And we're just like, we will lose if... Jeremy Grant and uh, Tamani Kamara and Matisse Thibel and Malcolm Brogdon hit threes off of that pick and roll action. Like we're going to just, we're going to play three guys guarding two in the, in the pick and roll action. Cause we're going to trap and then we're going to help on the, on the roll. And that took them out of it. Like that Blazers just couldn't get, couldn't make him pay. Um, couldn't make him pay. Aiden is not like the ideal play partner in that position but um he's going to be in that a lot so him getting better at it's going to be crucial 25 uh 25 2 and 2 for Anthony Simons uh 17 12 17 points six boards 12 assists for Malcolm Brogdon it's good. It was good. Uh, more about him in, in the second segment. He's, Malcolm Brogdon played well. Um, DeAndre in 13 points, six boards, 17 from Jeremy Grant, who was just one of four from three. They kind of just need Jeremy Grant to score like 25. That That's kind of what they need. They need him like in that, you know, I think he averages 22 a game. They need him in that 20, 20. They need him to score above his average to like win. Um, that, that, that's kind of, they need him to have a big night. When they've won in the in recent games, it's, he's he's been hype. This is like the hyper efficient Jeremy Grant nights. If he's going to go five for 12 for 17, it's like it's not even necessarily a bad game, but it's not good enough for what they need. Uh, Tamani Gamara, six. Uh, Scoot Henderson, 12 off the bench. Only three of those came in garbage time. He had nine kind of in the run of play. Matisse Thibel, five. Didn't shoot well. One of five from three. Uh, Jabari Walker had five. Scoreless night for Duop Reith. And then in some garbage time, Skylar Mays, one. Chris Murray, two. And Ish Wainwright came in and hit a three in the final three and a half minutes. On the Warriors' side, Clay Thompson led the way with 28 and hit six three. Steph Curry, 27. Uh, Brandon Podzimski, 15, 10 boards, 7 assists. He does everything. Plays like kind of, uh, it plays on the ball so Steph can play off the ball. Um, he's he's good. He's kind of like, um, he's just he's just a, he's what they needed uh, without getting too, too deep into it. 6 points, 11 rebounds, 7 assists for Kevon Looney, 11 and 6 and 5 dimes for Jonathan Kaminga, 13 and 5 for Trace Jackson Davis off the bench, Moses Moody had 11 off the bench, Darius Sharch had 8 and uh, 2 points, 11 assists for a very funny, very classic old man Chris Paul game. Um, 
you know the game ended and the, the game the game ended in the opening minutes of the, I'm, I'm i guess i'm mad about the taco bell thing i'm really just kidding about it because i was like hey what happened and then they called a timeout i was like they're down 17 what um i was too distracted by deandre and dunks from three years ago to figure out what was going on and it like blew up a highlight play for the warriors so i couldn't see, i just literally didn't see what happened um so i'm whining about it but like you know the the, the second quarter the warriors whose offense was quiet and kind of bad in the, in the um in that first quarter and some of it was turnovers and i thought the Blazers played well, um, and then the Blazers' offense just kind of wilted. They stopped making shots. The Warriors are good at home. They're a good home team. Their problems have been that they can't win on the road. Um, they've been they've been totally reasonable as a, as a home team, and you know they they got going. Steph Curry got going, and, and he kind of he got the crowd into it, and they just they they kind of overwhelmed them and then stiff armed them from there. But you know. I don't think this was a game in which some, you know, there's been some games recently where, let me be totally clear. Against the Wizards, it was like, how are they playing this poorly? I, don't, I didn't get that sense from, from the Warriors. This was maybe deflating because it was like, oh, they're just not as good as Golden State. Like they can't, they're, they're like, they're not going to get be able to get back into this one. They can't make a sustained push. They can't really threaten them. They're just kind of getting, like I said, just Heisman Trophy, just like stiff armed the whole, the whole game. But like, it wasn't necessarily, um, I don't think this was like, this was, it wasn't disheartening. I didn't come away thinking like, oh, this team needs to bring it. It's just like, they kind of got out talented. They need to make, they need to make a little bit, they need to make some more shots. Um, and they just had a stinker second quarter and then, and then like a decisive little burst to, to open the fourth and couldn't, couldn't get back in it. But it wasn't like they were cutting into the lead anyways. They were kind of just like th- that little burst was the difference. And then they kind of played them even from there. You know, they went from, it's like, oh. Whoop, we're down 17 and then they were down 17 for the rest of the quarter uh that that's that was I, I i didn't come away from this game um thinking like i came away from the wizards game thinking like no i didn't come away with no uh-oh from this one it's just like oh yeah hey the blazers aren't very good this is this will happen that wasn't very fun <laughs> Where are, i'm rooting for the fun games but like the number that stands out to me in the box score is that malcolm brogdon played 37 minutes and Scoot Henderson played 23 minutes and um what's the point <laughs> when you lose by 20 what's the point let's talk about the point and why it's happening and why it's probably going to keep happening in the second segment join me there won't you all right so I don't think broadly speaking, that it is a particularly big deal that Malcolm Brogdon played 37 minutes and Scoot Henderson played 23 minutes. This is game 28 of an 82-game season. Um, you know, uh, Scoot hasn't even played 20 games yet in the league. He's uh, he's, he's pushing up there. You know, he's about to hit that mark, so it's that won't be, but won't be that true for long. And and, and Malcolm Brogdon was cooking. <laughs> he was really good, and he was um, the the Blazers. Need, the way they were guarding the ball, they needed another shooter on the wing, and they need they need that secondary playmaking. They need sort of his veteran savvy on um, on how to make plays. You know, he shows the ball really big on pump fakes and gets himself into the paint. He attacks well and under control. He can score from a couple different levels, and he can shoot. He can shoot like he didn't shoot particularly well from. Uh, from three in this game, one of four, but he can make little mid-range pull-ups. Like he has some, um, he has, 
He has some utility as a guy who can shoot a little bit off the dribble, and and that's super helpful. And the playmaking is super helpful. Twelve assists, like he gets folks going and gets finds guys in the right spot and in rhythm, and he can he can handle pressure and things like that. So like, like I said, in in the in the very broad like at thirty thousand feet, no one notices. At when you're on your from that's the airplane level when you are rolling along on your um i was gonna say razor scooter but i probably shouldn't use a scooter metaphor for scoot when you're when you're when you're inline skating along and you're right up against the concrete it does maybe see seem like the like scoot isn't playing enough but i think at like you know below whatever at like zeppelin height it's like I don't know. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. And then that's, and I think like, I think that's true. The Malcolm Brogdon playing 37 minutes and 20 point loss and Scoot only playing 23. It's like, it doesn't really matter. And it's probably going to stay this way because this is what coaches do. Coaches, try, you know, I, I mentioned um, if you're if you're a long if you're an everyday listener, I hope you are. Shout out to my everydayers. Like in the preseason, that 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 I thought Jeremy Grant was going to play like 38 minutes a night in these games because of um, just like being a low screw up guy compared to the people who play behind him. And coaches are always going to lean on veterans who don't screw up because they're trying to win. Like coaches are trying to win. Um, you know, it's it's probably not great for Chauncey Billups that he's seven and twenty one this year. He, like at some point, it's a zero sum game. If you if you lose enough, you do uh, no longer have the job. I don't think Chauncey is specifically going to be judged by wins and losses. And in fact, at some point, Chauncey might be judged by losing effectively into the future when we get to the spring. But like, um, but so so I don't think it's like. You know, Chauncey Billups is playing Malcolm Brogdon because he's a better fit as a shooter off the ball against the defense Golden State is playing. He's playing Malcolm Brogdon because he's a better basketball player than Scoot Henderson. He's playing Malcolm Brogdon because he he's just vets give coaches comfort. They have seen more stuff. They can make better decisions. You don't have to teach them stuff. They're not going to forget plays. They're you know if if they might they might be worse, but they're not going to. Um, they have the institutional knowledge that you just have, you don't have to hold their hand as much, right? And there's just a lot less hand-holding in general. That's good. That's good. That, that's good stuff, right? Um, it totally makes sense. And Malcolm Brogdon, when he's on the team, is likely going to play a great, a, a big chunk of minutes, and he's probably going to play more than Scoot Henderson in perpetuity until he's no longer on the team, whatever that means. And I don't think that, like I said, at Zeppelin height, I don't think that's that big of a deal. But at Locked on Blazers, and probably if you're listening to this on Christmas, you're not at Zeppelin height. You're on the inline skates. And I, I want to meet you down here, and I want to grind some rails with you. And I don't know, what else do you do on inline skates? Cruise down the the boardwalk. Board, what's boardwalk at for a second? The point of this Blazers season is development. The, 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 the most important headline from the Blazers season is the development of the young players. And I don't think that Scoot Henderson needs to be the one playing 37 minutes and Malcolm Brogdon needs to play the 122, being the one who plays 23. I don't. I think that's fine. Like, if they did do that, that's fine with me. Again, Zeppelin height, no one cares. But like, um, uh, but like, Scoot needs to play more than this. He needs to play 28-ish. I think that's that would be ideal for me. Is the difference in the long run of Scoot's career playing 28 minutes versus 23 minutes in a December game? Does that is it going to matter? No, probably not. Probably not. That's why I said like, but but 
for the, for the purposes of what the Blazers team is are, is doing, I think it would be better to have Scoot fail a little bit more often than have Malcolm Brogdon be out there a bunch. Uh, you know, I think like baked into this is Amphrey Simon's just going to play 35 minutes and that's fine. He's 24. He's really good. He's, it's, it's, it's like he's, and they kind of got to figure out what it, what it is. Like at some point they have to, um, one of the reasons you don't move off Amphrey Simons is because Scoot Henderson doesn't look like a very good basketball player right now. And you have tons of time to wait on that to develop, but like you aren't making decisions about your much, much more talented 24 year old. He needs to play and play a bunch. It's Malcolm Brogdon who's under, you know, who they just traded before the season and is likely to be out, out, you know, not on this team after the trade deadline, or even if he is with one year more year left on his contract, he's, you know, he's significantly older. He's not part of the long-term plans, even if he's part of the next two seasons plans, right? Um, significantly older than Scoot. He's 31. He's a young man. Uh, but like, I think it would be nice if you just played Scoot a little bit more. If you just played him a little bit more. For all the reasons I mentioned, like play him off the ball in a trapping defense and things don't go well. And there is maybe an argument to be made that giving Scoot a bunch of chances to fail is maybe what uh, could hurt his confidence or could or could be sort of detrimental because it's not positive minutes. But I don't really... You know, it's on Billups. It's obviously much closer than I am, just like some dude in his basement. But uh, like, if playing five more minutes wouldn't completely devastate Scoot's psyche because he would fail a little bit more often, um, I think it would be better for the overall health of the franchise if he played more minutes. That's the inline skate level. It will be better if Scoot played more minutes. And like he played a minute of, of little of little like mini garbage time. Like he he stayed in from the like the four and a half minute mark to the three and a half minute mark, and then and then departed. Um, so like, I don't know. Technically, he only played twenty two minutes of real basketball of like of the like run of play when they were trying to win basketball. That's not ideal. Malcolm Brown played a kajillion minutes in a game that they were, you know, down a bunch to um, early in the fourth quarter, you know, it's like, and they ended up losing by 20. I, I think you could flip it a little bit and I think it'd be better. I think the, the overall health of the franchise will be better if Scoot Henderson gets more opportunity to fail. Not that the team will be better. They'll probably lose more. They'll be probably significantly worse in Scoot's minutes than they would in Malcolm Brown's minutes. But the point is the development. And at the inline skate level, punting the development to lose by a little bit less three times a week seems like a mistake. To me, seems like a mistake. Not a big one. Not a big, not a, this isn't an indictment. I think a lot of folks, like when the, when, the, when teams lose, you want to turn on someone. It seems like the fan base turned on John Z. Ropes a little bit. I don't think of the, of the many criticisms of Billups that are warranted, I don't think like, I wish he played Scoot four more minutes is like, it's on the list for sure. It's on the list for sure. I'll put it. I'll put it up there for sure. But it's not. Um, it wouldn't be one of my sort of major complaints that we that I lodge at, by any means. Um, I don't think this changes in the in the near term. 
I think if Malcolm Brogdon's on the team, he's going to play and it's going to play more minutes than Scoot and he's going to be more effective and he's going to earn those minutes in the coach's eyes because he's just a better basketball player and he's going to help his, you know, and I think the real argument here is that his being on the court helps every Simons do what he does and it helps DeAndre Ayton do what he does. And if you think those are core pieces of what's next, and I think they probably are, um, it's like then helping them get positive minutes matters and having Malcolm Brogdon help them get positive minutes because of his skill set matching up matters. Here's what I would argue. If you don't find out whether Anthony Simons and Scoot Henderson and DeAndre Ayton can play together and you don't find out, give them chances to like aggressive chances at reps to figure out what it looks like. You didn't use the minutes of this season, a season where winning doesn't matter effectively. And at some point, winning will matter. So use the se- use the minutes that don't matter, which is like largely a developmental season. Use them now. Use them now. Again, we're talking about five minutes in a basketball game. This ain't the end of the world. But I would say it is noticeable in the box score. Some of you, many of you, um, will listen to this in and around the Christmas gift-giving season. If you are someone who celebrates Christmas in their house, and if you're someone who does a gift exchange on Christmas, there's many, many different ways to, d- to do it, and there's plenty of people who don't celebrate it at all. But if you give yourself, if you receive, give and receive gifts this, t- this time of year, you know, you know who gives the best gifts. And that's you on payday. <laughs> that's you on payday when you have the money to buy yourself what you want nobody gives you a better gift than what you want but than you because you know what you want so i get a gift idea that you can give yourself in the third segment join me there won't you still a pass first point guard i'm still mike richmond you're still listening to locked on blazers it's a season of giving and i have a gift idea for you Let me do this with a little bit of preface. This is a pro-joy podcast. I, one of my big beliefs um, about life in general and sports um, for sure is that you got to hold on to your joy. When when something gives you joy and something positive happens, you got to cling tightly to it because life is challenging and uh, there are going to be mishaps and missteps around other corners. So when you have a joyful moment, cling tightly to it relish and sit in that joy and say, oh, this feels good. I'm enjoying myself. I have enjoyment here with either with myself or with the people I love or or whatever it may be. My favorite basketball team, <laughs> my main man, Shay, whatever it is. Hold on to your joy. And I wanted to, I wanted to record this show and, um, and I want to say, okay, well, here's a reason that you can find joy this this holiday season. And I don't think the team is void of joy. Like, um, Emory Simons has been a very, very, very good offensive player when he's been on the court. Excellent offensive player when he's been on the court. Uh, Shaden Sharp has had stretches where he looks like he's going to be really special. Scoot Henderson has had moments where you can see a player breaking through the cracks. Uh, Jeremy Grant's having the best shooting season of his career. Tumani Kamara has been just an absolute find in the second round, like a a, a revelation coming out of of how deep he was drafted, the 52nd pick in the draft. It's like, 
there are there are reasons to be to be thankful. Dua Brief is is a very fun bench player. Uh, Matisse Thibel has kind of learned how to shoot while wearing a Blazers uniform. There's like there are there are there are undeniable reasons uh, to be to find joy with this team. So I, I don't think this team is void of joy. But I would be just straight BSing you if I was like, here are five reasons that I find joy with the Trailblazers like this week, this time after this game. That's just. I mean, let's let's let me let me let me keep it a buck. There are times that I BS you on this podcast with positivity because I started taking this podcast pretty seriously in the in um in the summer of 2020, and the Blazers have mostly sucked since then. <laughs> so um, I, I've I've chased I've chased positivity when it hasn't been there, right? Like I'm not I'm not I'm not above that, right? But right now that feels. Um, Silly. It's it's like I'm, I I don't want to BS you this time of year. I don't want to do that right now because um, I think honesty is is a gift that you, dear listener, have earned because you're listening to this. Uh, the seven and twenty one Portland Trailblazers. Listen to a podcast about the seven and twenty one Portland Trailblazers on freaking Christmas weekend. So you don't. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie to you. I love you. <laughs> you're amazing. I want to offer you a gift idea, though. A gift you can give yourself because you give yourself the best gifts. You know it. You know it. Because when you go to the store and buy the thing you want, that's the best gift. You didn't want that weird book you got. It's a nice book. You're going to read it. You're probably enjoying it a little bit, but it's not like you want, to, you want You want the thing you want. So give yourself a gift. Wrap it up. Put it under the tree. If you're not a tree person, Leave it somewhere special for yourself. If you're not a wrapping person, put it in a bag. You're not a bag person, leave it in its original box. Just put it out on the kitchen counter. Who cares? The gift you should give yourself is patience. It's probably going to be a rough one. <laughs> Aaron Mesh, the editor of the Willamette Week, says that the Blazers' job is to keep you entertained until the weather gets nice. Their role in our society and in our community is to provide a source of entertainment when it's dark and wet. We live in a dark and wet place, and during the basketball season, it's the darkest and the wettest. And then the Blazers entertain you, the weather gets nice, you can go do other things. I'm not 100% sure right now the Blazers are doing that. Credit to Mr. Mesh, but I'm not, I, don't, I don't think they're doing that right now. There are moments that are that are fun. Like the Suns game was fun. They played they played pretty well to win that game. It was a nice nice little win, but you know, they've been they've been they've been stumbling. They've been stumbling and I think they're going to continue to stumble because they just they're a little light on talent. And by a little light on talent, I just mean they're light on talent. So, what you should give yourself if you're in the spirit of giving is patience. Patience to know that this season was this, this, like this seven and twenty-one season, the worst, you know, a bottom three offense, a defense that's that's dropping towards the bottom ten in the league. Like this season was part of the plan. There's a chance that the last two seasons were part of the plan too, and it was just like it's been a a gross ride to get here, but this specifically was part of the plan. They wanted it to be different. Heck, they want to start shoot, scoot at, at point guard and like really, really go forward with youth. 
Didn't work out. Stunned the other young guy, Shaden Sharp. When he's healthy, he'll be back in that starting lineup guarantee it next to Anthony Simons. It will have the, the games will be more enjoyable with more Shaden Sharp. He's been the probably the bright spot of the season is the games that he's played really well, plus all of the energy that Tamani Kamara plays with. But they're not going to rip off a bunch of wins. And they're not going to probably drastically change their stripes. They might trade Malcolm Brogdon, and when they do, hopefully they get back some players who can contribute immediately and a draft pick out of it. And hopefully those players fit a little bit better and you can move forward and the roster makes more sense and there's more more reason to, to enjoy this team. But you got to give yourself the gift of patience because Scoot Henderson's not quite ready. It's just not ready to be an NBA player. And um, whatever they were hoping DeAndre Ayton would become hasn't totally clicked yet. And you haven't seen enough of what this Shaden, Amphrey Simon, Scoot trio, either on the court at the same time or as a three-guard rotation could look like to make, you know, sort of value judgments, like strong value judgments about the future. You can say, I maybe don't, I maybe don't like this, but you don't have enough strong data to say, here's, here, this, here's why we know this and this and this, or here's what we would need to, here's what would have to be like, these would have to be the situation for it to work and all those things. So you got to be patient because you need, they need to collect a little more data. They need to grow a little more. They need to be seasoned a little more. So look under your tree or on your kitchen counter or, or a place that's meaningful to you, your gift altar at home. Unwrap patience and give it to yourself. Because if you're listening to this podcast at this time of year about this particular team, the thing that you could do for yourself is not be impatient with progress. Neither linear nor guaranteed, but certainly a slow going effort. Progress is going to take time and you got to give them patience. And and you don't owe, that doesn't mean that you need to say like, I believe in Joe Cronin or like Chauncey Billups can do it or, or, or whatever. Like you don't, you don't need, you don't need to, to, you don't need to buy in necessarily, but you need to know that this is the longest stretch of the season. The post Christmas to the all-star break, that middle third, this is the long third. This is the long third. This is the beginning of the season. You're excited. Okay, all right. End of the season, you kind of know what you are and, you, and, and, and it's downhill and the weather's getting nice. And as Mesh says, you can move on to other things. But this is the, this is the season when you need the Blazers to provide you entertainment. And this is the season where the reality of their season sets in and they play every other day for two and a half more months until they get a break. And it's like, oh, I see. It's not two and a half more months. It's a month and a half rather. But it's like seven weeks post-Christmas to the, to the All-Star break. And it's a long haul. So give yourself patience because we're going to learn some stuff about this team, but we're also going to watch them probably get their butt whooped some nights. Keep that, keep your eyes a little deeper on the horizon because um, down here at inline skate level, we feel the bumps of the boardwalk. And that's what I'm going to do with you here. I'm going to feel the bumps of the boardwalk. Y'all know I grew up in the American South. We had we had we had boardwalks uh, on our beaches, and inline skates. 
That's how old I am. I'll be here to feel the bumps with you, to walk you through them, and hopefully have have a little fun doing it. You know, stupid inline skating metaphors, an extended thought about gifts, all kinds of all kinds of nonsense. And hopefully we can figure out some basketball stuff and learn some lessons from the Blazers on the way and have it more make make I want this show to be more fun, make it more fun for you to watch a team that's not good. I don't want to promise that they're good and I don't want to yell about them being bad. I want to enjoy whatever it happens. The bumps with you. So come back and do that with me. Not only this week, but weeks into the future because you're going to gift yourself some patience. You're going to gift yourself some patience. This is Christmas's show. Uh, like I said, I'm recording it. Uh, it's now after midnight. We made it to we made it to Christmas Eve, but it's going to be in your feeds on Christmas Eve. It's going to be on YouTube on Christmas Eve. This is the Christmas show. This is this December 25th show. I'm not going to record a podcast over the next two days unless, like, I don't know, if big news happens. I'll like be it. I'll ruin my family's Christmas to record a podcast. No, I'll just record a podcast really late at night again. Um, but like, barring that. There's not going to be one in your feed on December 26th. But that night, that's Tuesday, the Blazers play the Kings at home. I will have a podcast for you after that. When then later this week, they play the uh, Sacra- or the Sacramento Spurs, the San Antonio Spurs with with uh, Victor Wembanyama. So we'll get to see Wemby in person uh, if you're if you're lucky enough, or Wemby on your television if you're uh, if, if you're tuning in. Uh, more shows this week, four of them, everywhere you get podcasts, and also on YouTube. Do me a favor. If you made it this deep into the podcast, at least brag to a friend about your basketball addiction. And if you could be so kind, tell them to check out the show as well. I appreciate you listening. I'll talk to you soon.